1: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: Hi everybody, it's Russ. Welcome to the latest edition of My Hammers 11. Now you'll notice there's no video feed today. There's a reason for that and we'll get to that when I introduce my guest. He's uh probably best thing to describe him is probably West Ham folklore, Twitter legend, maybe. Um, and <laughs> he um, co-owns the um, West Ham, um, West Hamway pre-match uh, events, which are always really well attended as oh, unfortunately I'm too busy in the ground already. I'd love to attend. Um, and also the West Hamway podcast. It's XWHU employee. How are you doing X? Ex- i uh, very well, thank you mate, thank you for having me on. Absolute pleasure. Um, as I said, we're doing this, it has been loads of people finding out about their Hammers 11s. What we try and do is get a bit of a grasp of your sort of, um, of your sort of experiences and your memories. So we asked a couple of questions. The first thing is, um, what was your earliest West Ham memory? well my earliest west
2: Ham memory was that my dad used to go off to the games so when i was you know i must have been very very young i'm talking like five six and he'd go off to the games and he'd be gone for like however long it used to take three four hours say um he'd be gone and the whole time he was there obviously i had no experience of football really so i used to kind of imagine what it was like and what he got up to and so on. And he'd come home and he'd either be in a you know really happy mood yep. or really bad mood. Or more often than not, bad mood being so, with Yeah. A yeah so, um, and uh, and then I would always, and it's kind of built up this kind of magical thing in my head about what, like what going to football was. So that was my kind of first memory of knowing about you know the concept of football, so to yeah. speak. And I said to I said to my dad, I want to come with you. Now, my dad. Must have had a really good social life at the games in terms of the drinking factor because he was always like, Oh no, you can't go, your mum won't let you. And there was always an excuse. So, I I decided I've not actually told many people this, but I decided to test the water so to speak. So I claimed for a year that I was gonna support Arsenal just just because a lot of my friends at school did, and I thought, right, well, if you won't let me go to West Ham, this will teach you. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I kinda I kinda claimed to support Arsenal and it was actually the year that Arsenal won the league in the last minute at Anfield. So it was quite a quite a significant time to almost be a fake Arsenal fan. So anyway, when they won the league, I didn't really know much but i knew they'd won the league so i just showed off about it to my dad and he was like right i'm not having this so next season he bought me my first season ticket and a complete home strip so from that point onwards i was obviously a proper west ham fan my first ever game was a one-all draw um in the start it must have been the start of the 1990 1991 season and it was against um Portsmouth Guy Whittingham scored first for them and then McIverney scored for us and that and that was my first game and that was it was love uh, ever since I love yeah. love being a, a a love that's been tested many times but uh, <laughs> yeah a love a love ever since
0: and it's nice that I see so I don't think I've ever heard a description where someone's blackmailed their dad into becoming <laughs> a West fan but I love it I absolutely <laughs> well, love it well
2: I wish I'd stuck in some ways I wish I'd stuck with Arsenal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: In, I, hindsight's a great thing isn't it yeah exactly Brilliant. Brilliant. so that's your earliest what's if you know imagining you're know, in 90s onwards and there's a lot, lot, lot of stuff that's happened at west ham you know what would be your your greatest west ham sort of memory it doesn't have to be a game it could be just meeting your dream your 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 main player the one you loved or just to you know be interested to know that
2: oh, that's a good question i mean um obviously since we've been doing the events and the podcast that's enabled me to live like a life in terms of west ham that i never thought i'd ever be able to like you know our first ever interviewers with trevor brookins it doesn't come much bigger than that then we had him for our hundredth show and then we've been able to do like I've been lucky enough to meet pretty much every West Ham person I've ever wanted to yeah. Bar DiCaneo, Canio, I, we haven't interviewed DiCaneo yet so that's that's a, an objective hopefully to, to complete soon. But another memory I have in terms of actual matches was my first ever away, away game, well I say away games. it was a neutral venue but it was very very significant, it was the um, FA Cup semi-final when we lost 4-0 to uh, Notts Forest and Tony Gale got sent off and I was a young lad then, eight, nine, I must have been, and whilst I was gutted West Ham were obviously losing and not gonna make the um, FA Cup final, I was just totally gripped by the fact that despite the result and the inevitable loss, the fans were just so amazing. Mm. And from that point onwards, that Billy Bonds, Claret and Blue Army chant that lasted for what seemed like the whole game, I was hooked and I, and, and I think even though, even still to this day, it was my first ever away game. It's still probably my favourite. And when you tell someone that you lost four nil in that game, <laughs> it's a rather bizarre story. But yeah. if you were there, if you were there, you would know I why. Yeah. Yeah
0: exactly yeah it's a weird thinking your, your favorite game is a 4-0 defeat in the <laughs> yes, exactly. final. but no no, yeah 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 no i no, i get it. totally get it and it's interesting you see you know uh, one one was I was talking about their, their favorite game and it was like a one all it was a 2-1 win against norwich city in like it's like you know it makes no sense in the grand scheme of things but for them it had that sort of extra significance because they were you know they came out from from 1-0 down and they were conga lining down green street and stuff and those <laughs> those memories just brings back brilliant okay but well, what we we'll do let's crack on with we'll, um as I said we do we go through and we ask everyone their hammers 11 um, it's uh, it's a 442 no no fancy down Diamond formations or anything, or, or wing backs. You know, simple four-four-two. Um, could be a bit lenient on, on where, where people go, and as long as you don't put power in goal or something, I'm okay. Um, and <laughs> he, would <let> <laughs> he would let me. And then, secondly, uh, well, he would, but not in away games. Um, yes. <laughs> secondly, you'd have. Um, they have to be. You have to see them alive to play. So, as, you, as we said before, you know, Bobby wouldn't be in, in our team, but in my team. But I don't know uh andy melville might be or uh yeah. maybe not but or, or, roger John, or roger johnson or someone like that um <laughs> and it can be anything so it can be you, just your favorite players your best players your worst players whatever so um let, let's let's start x eh? let's start with uh, between the sticks who will be in the x11 right well for me,
2: obviously, as I've established, I started going in 1990. Yep. So, um, so it's players that I've seen from then onwards. Um, yes. So, as we've already said, we rule out the likes of Brookin, more people like that. So. Um, so, for me, in that time, it was the first goalkeeper I can remember playing for West Ham, and also my favourite, who I've had the privilege, as a said, to have met a couple of times at events now. Absolute gentleman. Uh, he came from near Moscow, um, and it has to be Ludo, I think, for me. Um, we've had great keepers since then. I think, actually, if you look since I've been going, you could argue that goalkeepers arguably been one of our strongest positions in the last kind of 20, 30 years because you could throw. In. You know Robert Green. You could throw in David James, Shaka Hislop, Babianski. Um, There's been a number of good goalkeepers over those years, but Ludo was just immense for me. You know, I, I remember that Man United game. that Obviously, stands out when we stopped them uh, winning, winning the league, um, and then just, just he was just such a presence in goal and i remember i think he won hammer of the year in my first ever season going as well and i remember we were you know at school when you admit to being a west ham fan everyone's like ah oh, because they're all arsenal you know tottenham yeah. liverpool man united so you got a lot of stick but when i i used to maintain that despite being um the equivalent of the championship we um we had the best goalkeeper and i remember manchester united were linked with signing him possibly before they got schmeichel and i and i said there's the proof there's the yeah, proof how, yeah. good, how good he was and he was just brilliant and he's such a gentleman as well You know, I've, as i said i've met him a couple of times I'm so sure you haven't he and he's a, a diamond bloke mm, so nice. so it's gonna it's based upon ability but also he'd be a great guy to have around the, the dressing room yeah well.
0: brilliant yeah good old ludo i don't know if you're watching x um you know robert banks and i say in every interview i talk about that robert banks is um he sort of digitalized all the um end of season reviews and he's putting on youtube so i think he right. goes back from about mid 80s up until I think he's just on twenty thirteen fourteen season, and you go back yeah. and rewatch. It's like the new. It's like the Netflix of West Ham fans. Really, you know? <laughs> yeah. you've done. You've done the you know, Tiger King and people like that. It's all of <laughs> it. So, um, so yeah. Fact, so it's wacky as Tiger King as well, isn't that? It? Some, <laughs> some of them. <laughs> so that mid nineties <laughs> period yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's for sure. And that was probably the. As I was saying really? to someone else, I think saying to Baz Cox, that sort of nineties period was probably the last time that footballers were fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, yes. where they yeah, yeah. had that John Moncur would paint their hair and, you know, turn up naked and, you know, And <laughs> I remember Neil Ruddock doing the laps of the pitches and being almost bollock naked by the end of it, um, you know, yeah. throwing his t-shirt and stuff. You don't get that. It's so professional now. You don't get those sort of characters, mm. but uh, all right, we'll put Ludo between the sticks. Who we got at left back there next?
2: um again it gets harder as the positions go on, but for me there's only one real contender for left back and um and i 'm sure he'd be in most people of my ages um eleven, and that's Sir uh, the penalty king, the hard man, Julian Dix
0: yeah exactly i
2: just he, he was just such a uh again a player that i was so proud of playing for west ham in those mm. days you know um he was hard which was quite cool uh, he scored scored loads of penalties you No, know, really Wore the 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 shirt with pride. Um, you know, stood up to the likes of Billy Jones and Cantonar and play, people like that. Mm. And um, yeah, just just a brilliant person. Again, had the privilege to interview and do events with him. And it's funny because Dave and I spoke about him on a recent podcast. Uh, at first, you're not quite sure. How to take him? He's quite standoffish. He's quite quiet and mild mannered. Believe it or not, from his like the image on the football pitch. Yeah. And at first, you're not really sure what to take to him. But once you get to know him, you realise that he is such a lovely fella, and he's had he has so much time to like support. You know charities come on podcasts help people out that again and he's very popular with ex-players so i think already i've got two very good players but two very good people for the dressing room as well mm,
0: definitely definitely now they yeah dixie was a was a, was an astounding and as you said he's one of those guys that that you know people speak very highly of ex-players and stuff and that always that's a testimony to the player out in the dressing room, you know, and and it, rather than necessarily the player. Obviously, we see the player. We saw those thirty-five-yard you know, bangers he would do with no backlift into the top corners and things like that. But you're right, you know, he's, he, was, um, he was he was was something special on the left back. That was for sure. Um, yeah. So who we got on the right then? Who's, who's going to be on the right back then? So we've got Dixie on the left. Who's on the right, for you?
2: So right back I was torn between two and um, the two that I was torn between is Tim Breaker um, Mr. Reliable very yep. consistent very underrated I think as well um, had a good cross a good engine you know never let us down I don't really recall him getting many injuries either so kind of always available for the side and then the other one I have was Sebastian Schemmel now he only played for us for what about two years yep. uh, from memory but one of those years when he won Hammer of the Year, he was absolutely superb. I just remember being so excited by him at right back, and right back isn't one of those like glamorous <laughs> no, positions yeah, yeah. i think i think it was jamie Carriger said to gary neville once you don't grow up saying yeah i want to be a right back when i'm older and um, so but for some reason with with shemmel he he just had that kind of excitement to him like and so i was torn between the two so when coming to making my decision i thought well Tim Breaker performed consistently, I'm guessing for about nine, ten years.
0: Shemel was for two. So because of that, I've gone with Tim Breaker. Tim Breaker. Yeah, I, 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 had, I had Sebastian in mind because I think he was the Did same. You? Yeah, because I think, yeah, you're right. It's like that right position, right back. I mean, you know, it's not a glamorous position. You think of who are the strong right backs. So, you know, obviously Gary Neville and people like that. They're not the most glamorous players. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, no, yeah, Tim Breaker's a great shout and he scored a few goals as well. Like watching some of those seasons, some of those seasons, he did he, yeah, cut into the box quite a few times. Um, yeah. and so again, things like that, I, I completely forgot, and then like I'm reliving all this stuff, and <laughs> I think you have got time to do it now. Nice, yes, pair, nice yes. set of fallbacks. Okay, so who are we going to go with your your centre backs? right this is
2: where it get this is where it gets a little bit trickier and at the moment i've got six options for two, <laughs> for, two <laughs> so for two positions so uh, i'm going to have to try and narrow it down whilst we're speaking um now if i go back to when i first started going you've got the likes of alvin martin and um, tony gale and Steve Potts, people like that, and then as the years sort of go on, you get your likes of Billich and Ferdinand, and um, you know even people like Ian Pierce, David Adamsworth, players like that start to come into the reckoning mm. as well. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Rio for one of them because he was just such a classy player. Um, you know, so good on the ball. He had everything: pace, good on the ball reasonably strong good in the air could finish when needed um so yeah i think i think i'm gonna have to go with rio and then obviously we all know how his career Mm. took on even further after he'd left us you know typically west ham sold him for 18 million and thought we were getting an amazing deal and then two years later goes to man united for 30 but uh yeah um typical of us and the the main that you know if you think what west ham could have been had we kept on to him lampard joe cole carrick johnson and all the other players that around about that time realistically we could have been looking at certainly challenging for the champions league possibly even more when you think that you know the careers that all those players went on to have um and i think selling him was the start of a massive decline in our fortunes because it then meant the others left and mm. so i think yeah i think i'm gonna go with rio yeah okie dokie and who's gonna partner rio then next? come on so so tough um i really am struggling here but i think In terms of performances and how, again, how exciting he was um, and the charm that was around at the time and then what uh, latter happened in with him, with us. I'm going to go Slavin Bilic. And I'm going to go Slavin Bilic because you know he made i think from memory he made his debut in a 1-0 win at spurs which you know is a great a great way Not to bad, start like, yeah, um, yeah. i think yeah and uh, you know i just remember singing super super slav so uh, religiously at the time i thought he was a real classy act he was one of the first sort of foreign players that we signed mm-hmm. that went on to be like that good um, mm. so it was like the start of that era when foreign players were coming more frequent and I think he was the best one from memory that I can remember us buying so I mean, I'm going to go with him and obviously he later managed us and brought us the last year at the bowling. so again massive kudos for that exactly. unfortunately he, he left to join Everton and you know he said he wants to go on to win things which was at the time I was gutted about but mm. I'm going to forgive him for that and I'm going to let him come into the team and so you. <laughs> yeah thank you and, and also another lovely fella so we've yeah. been all so far i'm thinking the chemistry in my team yeah it's definitely,
0: good definitely you got a little bit of youth as well with rio because we'll take rio when he played for us so yeah so it's nice yeah nice nice solid back five um there's there's not a lot of um people shirking challenges at that back four. no
2: exactly and you, got, <laughs> and you got you know you got a mixture you got your your academy academy graduate yeah you got two foreigners i mean i know i know i just sort of said billets was the first but obviously ludo was one of yeah. the the first but he wasn't in that era when they were they were all coming so to speak yeah, 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 um yeah. so so had had those two you got dixie and, and breaker so you got that energy and yeah. that that toughness it feels like a good a good like they'd get on well it'd be a solid back line yeah
0: definitely right let's let's move on to midfield let's go for um let's go for left wing Who we got on the left x then
2: okay now this is where the chemistry of the team may be a little bit <laughs> <laughs> a little bit got destroyed an idea. got an idea yeah, go exactly <laughs> so again I, I weighed up a few options now i thought you got stuart slater who was one of my first ever favorite players he could kind of play on the left the right Um, so I was thinking him and then I thought I love Matty Everington when he played for us on the left lots of pace really good goals Mm. hammer of the year again you know I'm I'm quite close to Matty now so a really a really good bloke Um, but then I was thinking West Ham or West Ham you never get a Ballon d'Or nominee Um, so for that factor I don't think you can look further than Dimitri no. now you know that season at Le Bonin is what we've got to remember him for um, absolutely magical made that season I think if we hadn't have had him it wouldn't have been no near as successful as it was um, so I think on that fat on that reasoning you've got to go with him
0: Yep, yeah, agreed Yep, yeah, totally and as you said I don't think we've had a player make so much of an impact so early on Literally from the first game, you know it was this guy's class, and um, I think part of that was was Bilic's man management of him as well. You know, definitely because I think he's we know we could or we know he was a a, a strange soul in terms of personality, but because um, people I've heard people say, oh yeah, it's Bilic, yeah, it was only that yeah he was only successful because of Payet, but no, it was the other way around. Payet was successful because Bilic, you know, brought him in and and and, and could work with him and uh, you know a bit similar to harry and Decanio, you know that sort of yeah. that sort of partnership very sweet okay so we will go with Pi on the left who's going to go on the right wing the next well f- well
2: firstly when Pi turns up the first thing he does is he meets julian Dix, and Dick, so they sit down and they have a conversation and <laughs> julian Dix says to him right i've been at west ham for this many years <laughs> i i know what this club means you do not muck up oh you've got me to answer to. so that's the first move like um, yeah so, so, so sorry did you say right wing or central midfield? go right right wing let's go right okay wing. right wing um so again lots of options i went with and i know he didn't always play as a right winger for west ham sometimes he was a right wing back sometimes he was up front i think he made his debut up front for us and scored two goals against everton possibly from memory um so that i uh, got into the england squad whilst he was with us as well um so i'm gonna go with trevor sinclair yeah good shout like a it. really good player like, i remember when harry signed him i think loads of people warned him off because they said he had the biggest ass in football yeah. and, but, but somehow he managed to use that ass to good effect and become a become a really good player for us i mean yeah, i think exactly. we what we paid what one and a half million roughly so when you think of it like that that's a great signing for what he yeah. turned out to be Yes. so yeah I think i'm
0: think i gonna go see Claire. great shout great shout and as you said there's a you know in in the team there's there's some natural it's a pace there in it with, with trevor yeah. when he was when he was felt and when he was on on his game he was he was and it was and it, you know apart from Apart from Declan Rice, I would say you know it's probably the last time um, Rob Green to some extent, but last time you had like an England regulars so of that two thousand two yes. period, and you know you could be proud to see on the telly a West Ham player playing for England. That was yeah exactly, unusual. and
2: yeah, what I also like is the the him and Breaker together because mm. I think Breaker will overlap and get down the wing and put crosses in. He knows that if Trevor bombs forward, Breaker's going to be able to get back and yeah him defensively so i think they would work well as a as a right
0: side as well sounds great right let's go for your central mids the next who we got playing in the center of the park okay no, no, this is tough really yeah. really tough um so i've tried
2: to sort of think of it from a formation perspective as well so i've tried to go with a more defensive one and then a more attacking one yeah rather that's... than like two attackers and so on so for defensive midfield the two that have really, I've been torn between our uh, Carrick um, and Declan Rice and and Mark Noble as well. If I throw him in there as a defensive one. Um, so for me Michael Carrick was just pure class um, not just as a player but as a man and I think he was massively underrated mm. at West Ham now I know that sounds stupid because he became an England international and he you know he went on to have the career he had so he can't have been underrated as such but I don't th- I think he was always overshadowed by the likes yeah. of Joe Cole and Paolo Di Canio and people like that and no one really realized that his past completion rate must have just been phenomenal at West mm. Ham and we're not just talking about Two-yard passes. You know, he used to ping them all over the place, and um, I just really liked Michael Carrick. Obviously, Mark Noble has offered us like such loyalty and such years of service and is a far better player than some fans um give him credit and then Deccan rice is someone that i've known since you know since he joined west ham as an academy product, uh, product at like 14 15 through um, various people i know and various work that i've done so i've seen him grow from this mm. you know av- average i think it's fair to say average kid at 14 to go on to be a regular England international via Ireland so he is a you know he's a really really uh, success story of West Ham again an absolutely lovely fella top bloke done so much for West Ham so far mm. so so I'm finding it really hard to choose between these three I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you really hard because I've got personal and team reasons for each one yeah, yeah, so. yeah no, I get it um phew, this is tough um I think I'm going to go with Carrick yeah, and I'm going to go with him because I still think Declan can do even more for West Ham than yep. he's already done so his time is not concluded so if we was to do this again in three four years time yep. I might have Declan over <laughs> Carrick <laughs> um, because because we're not and we're doing it right now um, I'm going to go with Carrick I think yeah
0: yep sounds great and who's going to partner in that midfield the next
2: um so this is where i go for the attacking option um and i'm torn between two here and that's um joe cole and that's isle berkovich um now i know joe cole again isn't technically wasn't always a sort of central midfielder as such he appeared on the wing and so on um and then berkovich was just a pure class act such a good player so creative um I think I'm going to go with Joe Cole. Another reason I'm going to go with him is because him and Carrick were good buddies. Mm. So, again, you've got that knowing each other from the academy and that kind of natural chemistry. Also, his academy product. So, then in, in the team already, we've got Rio, Carrick, and Joe Cole yeah. that all came from the academy. Our name is the Academy of Football, so it's good to have that representation. Um, and, Joe, I think I'd like to think we've in a proper system with the right man management being told that he is an attacking midfielder and that is what he's got to focus on rather than he's kind of all over the place mm. i think would make him even better for west ham than he was so yeah i'm gonna go joe colt
0: sounds great and as i said there's a there's a there's a nice balance that you've got Two very, very skillful players. You've got, you know, Carrick holding it and you've got Trevor with a bit of pace. So he's sort all of covered yeah. all bases there. Right, nice one. Right, X, let's talk about your strikers. Who's your, who's you gonna get your goals that are gonna win this team for you?
2: Right. So i found this the hardest position which is gonna you're gonna think, oh my word he's found everything else hard so but but i've really did find this hard because there's certain players that i love because of the effort you know the likes of colton cole and um people like that marlon hairwood and zamora like the characters they were Mm -hmm. and the effort they put in then there was the likes of, of people like Trevor Morley who I felt was underrated yep. and a very good player a very good target man and then you got people like Tevez who are only technically effective for half a season um, so, so it's really hard to choose so the one that I'm certain on and I'm sure we'll feature in anyone my age's team um, is De Canio. Yeah. So we'll we'll put him in because, because of the entertainment value, the, the fact that, you know, every game he was, he was worth going for alone um, when he turned up, obviously, Uh, he was, he was worth going for the character, the love for West Ham, you know, Mm -hmm. that Italian flair, charisma. He just had everything. And, you know, had he, had he been, um, not an Italian uh, when they were that good and he'd been a you know and I don't know an Englishman or another nationality he would have been as good on the world stage as well yeah. but I just think in Italy they had so many good players and in his era he didn't quite do it on the international scene mm. but for West Ham the memories i have of that fella are just huge and yeah. it would be wrong to not have him in my team yeah
0: and he still has a, such an affection for the club doesn't he as i said he's yeah, a few people have picked up He's been doing obviously the YouTube videos at the moment. He was you know doing keepy up he's singing I'm forever blowing bubbles in a, you know t- shorts that were far too tight for him. But in a like <laughs> a nineteen fifties West Ham top. So yes. not even like one in like one of his own tops. So, you know, he's yeah. got and bought that or got it from someone, but you know, yeah, and I think uh yeah, he's I think Paolo is in pretty much everyone's team. So he's sort of a nailed on one, but that makes you perfect would sense. You think so. He would and make it's sense. Like- it does and this is and then the thing that frustrates
2: me more than anything is that i actually have a couple of links to the cardio so i know his daughter through someone i know um someone that he's worked closely with but i've never ever i've got his i've got his phone number his Definitely him because this is WhatsApp picture and uh, it goes to his voicemail and it's definitely him. But I cannot get him to do an event or or a podcast. So that in itself is frustrating. But one thing I regret in my life the most was um one of my um. One of my mates uh, knew the West Ham fitness coach at the time that was actually brought in by Paolo. Now, I forget his name. I would know it if I saw it, but he was an mm. Italian fella that Paolo brought in to do the fitness and said to Harry, I want this man to come in. Anyway, I had an indirect link to him and he offered me a Paolo Di Canio match-worn shirt from a game when he scored against Middlesbrough. It was a good goal and I was offered it and I was offered it for £50. Pounds, which. When I was a student, which I think it was at the time, or even before I was a student, 50 pounds was just too much money. And I passed on that opportunity. And I look back now and I wish so much that I'd found that 50 pound from somewhere and I'd bought it. Cause that would have had pride and place in my, in my house. But uh, yeah, that's something I didn't do. And I regret that now, but anyway, anyway okay so
0: now we've got the big one who's going to partner paulo right
2: so the options are between tevez trevor morley and tony cotty um and they're all there for different factors tevez you know those last few months at West Ham were just sensational um such a good player and I've started to watch the Netflix series on him and when you see the background that he's came from to to be to achieve what he has um you you almost have that kind of that uh admiration yep. for him um, so that that is the fact uh morley again because i think he was underrated and he was there for a good four or five years when i first started going but i think i'm going to go with tony cotty um and i'm going to go with him because when he came back to west ham i must have spent about 400 pounds on club call phone calls mm-hmm. um making sure that he was definitely joining west ham and i would heard every bit of information that he was coming and um you know he's another one originally from the academy uh, a local lad or west ham fan um you know i'd heard my dad speak about how good he was um and he was a record british transfer fee when he left west ham wasn't he mm-hmm. and um, and i just think he, it, he was such a good player for us in both spells and he got sold too early in my opinion because mm-hmm. he went on to leicester and scored lots of goals for leicester as well so i wish we'd kept him and i think with De you got him creating all the opportunities yeah. outside mm-hmm. the box and, and you got uh, Cotty as the kind of predator fox Definitely. in the box and with paiet you know, getting the ball in there and Joe Cole breaking in, and uh, Decadio and Sinclair Cotty's going to be able to feed him a lot of scraps, so I think he'd score a lot of goals, yeah. And therefore, he completes my uh, West Ham. Very 11. Good.
0: And you can just imagine, uh, how much fun there'll be with any free kicks with Paolo and Piet, yes, wrestling yes. the ball over each other, so uh, it's
2: like,
0: it's like uh, uh, all over just, again.
2: Well, i said and julian thrown
0: in as well exactly. so yeah so it's going to be a Julian would, yeah julian would take the <laughs> penalties let's be honest yeah yes yeah no it's a great it's a great team X. we've got ludo in goal we've got julian at left back we've got rio and slav in the middle we've got Breaker on the right back and then the midfield we've got Pyatt on the left trev on the on the right we've got carrick and, and joe in the middle and then we've got pdc and cotty up front i think that's a really strong team could definitely still They'll do. See a challenge for Europe, I reckon that team could at the moment if they were in their prime. You'd hope.
2: You'd hope. Yeah. You would hope Dep- so. It depends who the manager is. If we got Rhoda, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> if, we got, <laughs> if we got someone
0: else, then maybe be uh, Yeah, no, it's a great team. Look, hey, thank you so much for spending the time. You know, I know we haven't got anything else better to do, but you've got a lot you know, there's lots <laughs> of other stuff you could do over talk to us, and I really, really appreciate it. And and anyone everyone else who's listened in and watched the uh, the, the the episode. Um Anything else you'd like to mention next?
2: no mate thank you for the opportunity to come on um you know like it's always interesting to talk to different people mm. and uh you know especially someone like yourself that's obviously involved with west ham and so on so um, a pleasure a pleasure to come on and um you know if we if you like reminiscing we're going to be launching a a new podcast we got obviously the west ham way one but we're looking at doing one because euro 96 is going to be shown again on itv hub i think so we're looking at doing a a few podcasts sentimental ones around England, West Ham, and just life in the nineties, because both Dave and I grew up um, at that time, and we're kids and stuff. So, you know that that will hopefully be a good listen. But um, thank you for what you're doing as well. Um, It's uh, great for people to be able to come on and share their time. It's it's been great.
0: It's been really good. This this nostalgic period um, is lovely. But um, but thanks, thanks, X. Really appreciate it. No problem,
2: mate.
0: Cheers. Take care.
2: Sports Social Podcast
1: Network.